Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Come on, good morning. So good to see you. Turn around, tell your neighbor this morning, say, I'm glad you're sitting near me. Would you do that? Come on, tell them. Say, I'm glad you are sitting near me. Amen. I'm glad you're sitting in front of me this morning. I'm so excited to have you here. I hope you're excited to be in church. Oh, man, I love this. I don't know about you. I look forward to this. Church is not like, oh, Sunday's coming. You ever had that? I mean, I, it's been times, you know, maybe in your life when that's kind of was, Sunday's coming, man. Amen. It's if we get to get together, hang out, be together and worship Jesus, man. I love it. Nothing, nothing like it in this whole world. We want to welcome you as well who are joining us on our online family uh, this morning. If you're new with us, make sure you click that new here link. Let us know. If you're just part of our online community this morning, comment. Let us know where you're at today. We love to know where people are worshiping Jesus at from. And so again, do that if you would. We'd love to hear from you. But I'm just glad Glad you're here. And if this is your first time with us at Faith New, maybe it's been a little bit of a while since you've been here. We just want to tell you we're glad you're here. So Faith family, would you let all of our, our first-time guests know you love them? Ah, y'all are so kind. Y'all are so amazing. Amen. It's just a good day, and I just love what God's doing. He's releasing something. Amen. He's releasing something special in this place, and so we're just thankful for what he's doing. And uh, I love when we get to do this, go to God's Word. So if you brought your Bible, grab it and go with me to Luke chapter 18. Come on. Yeah, Luke chapter 18 this morning. I have a voice back. They're coming back. I I love it, man. It feels good. Amen. And um, try not to sing it out this morning. So my neighbors were very thankful this morning that, um, you don't have to say that. Come on, dude. And uh, yeah, so uh, try to save a little bit. Go to save a little bit for 11. But um, Luke chapter 18, and uh, as you turn there, if you do use a version Bible app, uh, you're more than welcome to do this. If you didn't bring your paper Bible, click on the version app or do both. Click more than events, and you'll actually see the message right there, The what I'm going to be sharing and talking about this morning. Um, if you've already been there, uh, you may notice there's only one point to the message Oh, me a lot. Man, brunch. All right, we're going to get brunch in. We're not waiting till lunch. This is a brunch day. Amen. We're getting out early. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I try not to make this stuff up. I just say what he says, and I'm going to share that with you this morning. But uh, don't forget baptism. Adam's already hit it up and shared it so well. But it's going to be a good time. If you have not yet already signed up, please don't forget to do that this morning. I would definitely appreciate that. It's going to be a good time next week. But Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8, and I'm going to be reading this morning from the NLT, New Living Translation. It says this. It says that one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always, this is going to be huge. This is the point this morning. This is it. They should always pray and never give up. Let's close in prayer. No, I'm just kidding. No, we got a little bit more. There's more to it than that. <clears throat> yeah, there's more. All right. Um, verse 2. There was a judge in a certain city, and he's telling a parable here. He said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. 
The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman's driving me crazy. You ever live with one of those? Don't you say amen. It's Valentine's Day. I'm going to get you in trouble so you have to do extra to make up. All right, this is this. No, don't say amen. No, no. I personally have no experience in that area. So just, I'm just, just saying it. Uh, but she's driving me crazy. Um, I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? I want him to find faith in this, in this room this morning. And if yours is struggling, faith's going to be renewed to you. I believe that this morning as we pray and as we jump into this thing. So let's, let's talk to him one more time before we talk about this, this passage today. God, thank you for being a good father who loves his kids and, Lord, who has great things in store for them. And, Lord, we just pray that today our hearts, minds, spirit will be so in tune with what you're speaking in this room. You're saying a couple of words, Lord, that we need to hear this morning. And I pray God will apply this to our life, walk this out, see fruit that comes and remains. In Jesus' name, would you say it? Amen, amen, amen. Don't forget, a couple of days away from Valentine's Day, amen. And so um, if you haven't started, no pressure. you got two days left to, to think about it. If you're not in a relationship, you're like, that's called Tuesday, Pastor. That's just, that's just Tuesday, and that, that's awesome too. So enjoy just another good old Tuesday, amen. But uh, again, it's coming up, so don't miss it. But um, I, I want to this morning uh, talk to you. It's a series we're in, if you don't know, if you're new here. It's called When You Pray. And, uh, oh man, I don't know, I've just been enjoying kind of like digging into looking at different prayer models that we see in Scripture, kind of looking at the prayers that people have prayed in Scripture and uh, kind of draw from those things. And uh, today, a little bit different type of message. Um, you know, I'm not so much going to break, break down the prayer. We don't know much about it, but I just really feel like that there's, just a, there's something really set to me, and I, I believe it's a right now word uh, for us. But first of all, you've you got to understand something about what we just read. First of all, this is a, this is a parable. All right, a parable, if you don't know, it's a small story, like a very big idea. All right, it's like it has a big point to that. It's a teaching thing. I love them. I actually love looking at these, these parables. Did a series about this over a decade ago, and I really enjoy, again, reading the parables. Jesus used them a lot. Uh, probably about a third of his teachings were parables. And so, again, he would use these stories, talk about certain things, help people understand. I think it's really cool if you've been keeping up with The Chosen, uh, kind of how that's been unfolding. It's kind of, for me, even more so, kind of like help the parables even come a little more to life. As you think about, again, now you, you, know, you got visually kind of seeing Jesus, you know, kind of out there and being portrayed, I think, in a pretty cool way and, and just kind of hearing him tell stories and stand on the hillside. 
Oh, man, think about that, standing around. Like, this is one of those, like, he calls the guys together. He calls his boys together. He's like, bro, this is what we got to do. Like, this, this is something I want to teach you. I'm going to read this parable to you, and I'm going to say this to you, and I want you to get something from this. And I really want you to take away a very important point today is like what he's saying. Now, I love, I love the parables. There, there are a couple of ways that they work. One, there is a comparison style of a parable. Now, and there's also, again, the opposite. Somebody tell me. Yeah, thank you, Adam. There's one person who is brilliant. He's, he's got a master's, about to get a doctor. Yeah, he's a brilliant guy. All right, but it wasn't a hard trick. Contrast, yeah. So there are comparison parables. Thank you. If you hang around for 11 a.m., help me out. Somebody, some more people, you know. So, uh, you know, contrast is, is the other. Now, comparison parables are pretty cool. All right, if you know what that means, it means it's a point that is spoken. A parable that is, that is shared, Jesus telling a story, and then in the story, he's comparing, in a lot of times, in a lot of ways, himself in the story. He's inserting kind of God in the picture of that story. He's telling, so when we read stuff like that lost sheep, oh man, I love it. In, in, the, in the parable of the lost sheep, we're not the shepherd. You ever like put yourself in the wrong place in the parable? You know, like, I'm just, no, 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 no. We're the lost sheep, and he left the 99 to come get me. Amen? He left the 99 to come get you. And that's what's amazing. Like, I, and I love it. The, the lost coin, another great parable. But, and this is, again, in the story. Again, we're not the one who's in there shining light, sweeping out the dirt, looking for something that, that is, like, again, valuable, but it's in all of this stuff. We're the one in all the stuff. We're the one who's in all the mess and have found ourselves in that situation. And then Jesus comes down as the light of the world, begins to sweep all the junk and clean us up, pull us out of the pit of the horrible pit of miry clay. He does this for us. And, and this, again, it's a comparison parable. This is not that. I used to read all parables as comparisons before I really like started studying and understanding there's a difference. So I actually read this parable. I remember I was young and reading this parable. I read it for the first time thinking that God was the judge because he's a judge. Pastor Bill, thank you. I mean, we don't like to think about him being a judge, but we're all going to bow before a holy God one day, be judged according to where we've placed faith. And then as a result, again, we have a promise in heaven. We have a reward with him. We have an eternity separated from him depending upon the where we place our faith. And so, again, I looked at that, read this passage, read these stories sometimes. And I'm like, man, this is another. I'm like, bro, God, he's worse judge than I thought he was. Like you read, you read that story in Dawah, you're like, man, he's a worse judge than I thought. Then I realized I read it a little bit deeper. This is not comparison. This is contrast. Man, there's a difference. And he's saying that, wait a minute, I'm not like that. That's not who I am. Like, I, I, I'm going to give justice. I'm going to do what's right. I, I'm going to go so far as and, and, and give things like you don't even deserve. That's Jesus, amen? That's my God. Like, comes down, gives his life, dies in our place for our sin, and we are so undeserving of that, but Jesus loves us that much. Now, that's cool to me. And so as we see this today, this is a contrast. Now, I'm going to say this about my God. I don't understand him sometimes. 
I don't know why he doesn't always do what I tell him that he needs to do. Because I know best. Amen. Don't you, aren't you in agreement? Don't you know what's best for your life? Come on, you know you do. You know what's best for your life, and he needs to make it happen. Don't, let, don't pull that out and just insert that, share that one little clip. All right. Nowhere. Don't do that. All right. Make sure you share this in context. But no, we got to see this in this story. Wait a minute. That there are things sometimes that God is asking of us. There are some things that he wants us to do. And what we see so important in this story is that, man, he is calling us to keep praying. Keep trusting. Not to stop. And I want you to see this. He wants you to do this because your prayers are so powerful. Oh, man, they're so incredible. Your prayer life is so, I, I love this. William Copper said this. He says that Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon their knees. Oh, man, like you're like saying, man, I don't have much to give, but give what you have to the Lord. Go to him in prayer. Just surrender before him. And, man, I'm telling you, Satan hates it. He's going to begin to tremble when you go after God. So, again, I don't want you to stop. Matter of fact, today, the one point, this is it, one point today, and I hope we get this. Today, he said this as clear as he told me 16 years ago, now 17 years when he told us to plant this church, he said two words to me. He said, faith renewed. It was so clear. I know it was so clear. I love it. We've seen that happen over and over and over again. He said two words this week. He said this. He said, don't quit. Don't quit. I think so often, so many times, we stop too soon. We start out, man, somewhere, and we like, we're fired up, man, and we're going in, and I'm going to beat this thing, and I'm going to get victory, and I'm going to see God do something in my life, and then something comes our way that gives us a pushback or a setback or a wall comes up. Something stops us or hinders us, and we quit. We stop. We, we quit too soon. And, man, this was the worst. What we see in this text is this, like always pray, like, like never give up. Like, don't stop. But that is like today, if, if I hope that you'll get this. Because here's the deal. Like, if you've ever started something great, there has been, there has been resistance. Amen. And there is resistance from that. And again, you want to pull back from that. Your prayer life is one of those things. Like, your spiritual journey with Jesus is one of those things. Like, if you're going after God, you're pursuing him, there is something trying to resist and pull you back. Now, I think this is cool. We see this like in my Bible, I don't know which, which version you have, but the heading above the parable is entitled, this is the persistent widow. So the title of the message is this persistent prayer today. And like one point is that, like, man, we don't stop. Now, this word persist, it's pretty cool. All right, now this is what it means. Like when you study this out, go to a Strong's Concordance, pull out, read these things. It means to continue steadfastly or firmly in some state, purpose, course of action, or the like, especially in opposition. Especially in opposition. Like when there is opposition that comes to you, when there's something that comes your way, you keep going. The number two definition there means to last or endure. 
Like, so you persist. Now, you pursue. You don't stop. Now, here's the truth. There are some things, of pers- there are some things we persist to pursue that aren't good for us. Come on, amen. There are some things we persist and we go after and we chase after pursuit. They're not good. There are some things that are. There are some things that are very important. Now, again, I, I hope you're doing this. If you're in a marriage relationship, I hope you're still pursuing your spouse. Like, I mean, keep pursuing them. Like, don't stop pursuing them once you even get them. Amen. Come on, somebody, it's Valentine's Day. You should have said, amen. Listen to your pastor. Amen. You missed a good spot. But, man, don't we do this sometimes? We pull back once we get something. Now, thankfully, Angel did this. Angel kept pursuing me. She kept on, man. I was like, no, buddy, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm fine, you know. Uh, We were teenagers. This is a long time ago. But I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. But she kept on, and she was so persistent that finally I gave in to that. Amen. I mean, knows I'm lying. God, don't, don't, don't lie. Thank you for grace. All right. Right now. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Contrast. Come on. Thank you, Adam. You're so good. Contrast. All right. Just the opposite. Amen. We, she, she, of, of course, again, finally said, yes, I pursued her. And I'm so thankful that she did. But, but there are things that we should pursue. Now, here's the thing. It, it can get on your nerves as it did in this parable when somebody is persistently pursuing and coming against you. Have you ever been to a timeshare demonstration? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. When, when the kids were younger, I mean, like, we had to throw in a couple of timeshare trips in order to have a vacation. All right. If you know how that works. Amen. You, you go take a tour. You go listen to a spiel. You listen to a speech. Then they, at the end, when it's all said and done, they give you some money. They give you some tickets to Disney. They, whatever that it looks like. I mean, what, whatever that is. Now, we had to do that a lot, you know, in, uh, in, in, our, in our trips. And I, I remember those guys, like, being so persistent. Like, man, like, not shutting up. I mean, just continuing on. And so we learned to, like, man, finally, you, you can't even walk through the timeshare and look through the tour and say, man, that's pretty. That's nice. Because they'll remind you of that. They'll tell well, you said it was pretty back there on when we got to the thing. So we just started kind of walking through those things like, I mean, nice stuff, like really nice. Pfft. You know, just, you know, that called attitude, come on. You know, and then finally, one day they would not shut up. They kept on, and finally, Angel, it was, it was great. She's so good. She said, like, we're basically just here for the tickets. All right, so uh, if you want to give those on over, we'll do it. So, I mean, again, that's wisdom because timeshares can be a, an interesting buy. So, but, but, again, those persistent things in our life. Now, we learn something because in the story, like, he's actually relating our prayer life to this. You know, What? Now, I don't think like God is like saying like, you got to sit around and beg me. He's not that kind of God. He's, he's not doing that. But again, in our prayer life, man, we keep going. Prayer didn't end when 21 days of prayer ended. That was like a release. That was a kickoff to where God wants to take us. So we keep going after those things. We keep pursuing. Galatians 6, 9 says this. It says, and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season. We shall reap if we do not lose heart. Man, that's so good. Like, man, I'm telling you, man, I want you to keep going. I don't want you to stop. There's some of you, man, God has started things in your life, and it didn't happen on your timeline, so you've pulled back. 
God said, I haven't changed my mind. I haven't changed my mind. What I've started, I'm going to complete. So trust me, keep going, keep pursuing. R.A. Torrey said this, the reason why, why many fail in battle is because they wait until the hour of battle. The reason why others succeed is because they have gained their victory on their knees long before the battle came. <sighs> Anticipate your battles. Fight them on your knees before temptation comes, and you will always have victory. That is good. Hey Amen. So like this is what you do. Like if you're having battles in your life, like you have strongholds that you're facing. Like maybe like there's things like, man, you know this. You, you're battling with certain areas. Like there are addictions or strongholds, things that are in your life. Like don't wait till you get in the middle of it. So I'm telling you, I'm going to help somebody if you, if, you, if you listen. Don't wait till you get in the middle of it. Like you don't go make the buy, then go get somewhere and pull off and get by yourself, get ready to take or do something, and then hope God just shows up. Pray about it before you ever get there. Like don't, don't if you're struggling with porn, you don't wait till you get in front of the computer or the phone, get off by yourself, click on it, and then hope God convicts you. No, you say, wait a minute, I know how the enemy's going to attack me. I know where he works. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to pray first. I'm going to go after Jesus. I'm going to trust him in this. And before the battle ever gets heated, you've already won, man. That's good news. So again, you pray first. Go after him. So again, in these areas, you're struggling. If your prayer life's struggling. Like, this is why, if you don't know, I've been very systematic in teaching these prayer models. Because if you're like me, sometimes you're like, man, I don't, I just kind of like, man, I don't know how to pray. You just don't, man. You just kind of get in those places. Why it's so important to pray in the Spirit and go after God in that light. But I love the prayer models. Like, man, when I was teaching the Lord's Prayer, when I was teaching, like, man, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. We were teaching that, man, if you don't know what to pray, just come before God and start saying, God, you're a good Father. You're so good. You, oh, man, you're such a great God. I'm going to honor your name. I'm just going to praise your names. Start declaring the names of the Lord, worshiping those names, praying over him. In the tabernacle prayer model, like I was teaching you, like, man, I, what do I pray today? What do I do? You just start entering his gates with thanksgiving. For outer court, walking on in, as Hunter was saying earlier, you just walk in the door, giving him thanks, giving him praise, going after him. And like, like, like. You go past that brazen altar, you get there, like, man, you start thanking Jesus for the cross. I'm telling you, you start putting this stuff in action, you see things change. You get to the labor, and you just start calling out, God, if there's areas that I need to be cleansed from, cleanse me, Jesus. Yeah, thank him for cleansing you. Thank you for setting you free. The candlestick, man, you get there, and you're like, man, the Holy Spirit today. Oh, man, just have your way in me. God, do what you want to do. Go after God. So again, when we see God move in this light, these are principles I'm teaching. I hope you understand, I'm not an entertainer. I'm an equipper. And so, again, it's what we're called to do is equip us. And so, again, we have to put this stuff in action. And it's not one time. It's not one time. Like, he's making his disciples, making sure they get it. This is ongoing. This is something that you're going to have to continue in. This is something you don't stop in. Would it not be incredible? I'm serious. How incredible would it be that those areas in your life, those things that, that in our life, that we know 
they take longevity. They, they take consistent application. They take us every day. We, it takes us being intentional, going after those things to get the finished result that we're after. Wouldn't it be incredible if you only had to do those once? It's not real life. I hope I haven't preached a message during this series to make you think this is something you do one time and Santa Claus, God, comes down. It's not life. But wouldn't it be awesome? Like you hadn't seen some folks in, in maybe in a couple of years and you walk up to a man and you're like all buff. You're swollen, man, in the right places. The right places, not the wrong places. You're swollen in the right places. You got abs and you, you know, you just, man, everything's good. And I'm like, dude, what happened? I mean, I stopped by the gym a couple of years ago. <laughs> Come on, son. Stop by, man. So on my way from home from work, you know, he's like, you know something? Working out's important. Taking care of my body, it's something I need to do. I'm going to do that today. And you did it one time. Still two years later, you're like swollen, still looking good. Like, Stop by the gym. Come on, Nick. Amen. Are you like, man, you've lost weight. You're in trimmed up. You're looking all good. I said, man, what have you been doing? What diet you been? I skipped lunch. Come on, amen. Like you, like, man, that would be amazing. Come on, that's, but it, I mean, it's not real life. It's not real life. After our 21 days of prayer, we ran and got chicken wings and french fries. I mean, we were pursuing that. We we're persistent in our pursuit of chicken wings when this thing was over. I mean, because again, we don't live that way. We don't do that all the time. But it would, I mean, like incredible. Like if, like if you were like struggling, you have financial things going on in your life. And man, people haven't seen you in a couple of years. And you're rolling up in a nice vehicle, man. You, they, they pull you up and they see all the places, all the stuff that's going on in life. They see you walking in blessing. You're like, man, what happened? Did you win the lottery? A couple of years ago, man, pastor preached a message on tithing. And I did it that week. <laughs> so we think that. Well, sometimes I'm, we think this way. Uh, man, wouldn't it be nice? Like, man, you, you, you walk in these things like you're, you're every, you, oh, man, it's amazing. What would you do? Pastor did a series. When you pray. I prayed once. <laughs> it's funny. But we think that. Now, prayer life is so important. And, it's, and, it's, and, it, and it teaches us some things. We had this conversation the other day. I was like, man, why is it that we have to keep going? Why is it that, man, we don't just stop by our, 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 our granddaughter, one of our granddaughters, Ellie. She's three. I know what she is. Yeah, three years old, man. And um, she came busting down the stairs the other morning. And she came up to the little, little bar area, little seat in there in this little stool, and she crumbled up on there. She started making demands. She was like, I'm, I'm talking making demands. And I, and I was like, huh? No, girl. That doesn't work that way. She was like, I'm sorry, Papa. 
No, she didn't do that. What she did, she got down beside the stool between the bar in a fetal position and began to cry and scream and, and weep. Finally, though, she learned that this is not how this relationship works. I really feel like that God wants us to see this today. That man, he's calling us into a relationship, not just so we can get what we want, but so that we can get him. And man, we can know him. And I've seen this. I've seen this in my life. And it's why, man, I want this for you. Like that when I pray more, when I go after God, if there's certain areas in my life, things that come up, like those resistant places, those things that come up and it didn't happen like I wanted, it is a, it is a totally different situation for me when I have prayed about it in advance. It's wild because it doesn't happen like maybe like I was hoping to happen. But it's amazing. It, prayer gives me a peace because I know this. I've already covered that thing in prayer. So if God moved something, did something, brought something in, whatever it is that he did, it's because, man, I know it's already his. It's not mine. I've given it to him. And so we go after him. Like we see in Colossians 4.2, to continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So that's how we pray. Like we go after him. And this prayer life that I'm calling us to do and God is calling us to, it is very critical that we see how important this is. And I, I used to do this. And I did it, I feel like looking back, just under some self-evaluation, me. Over, over the last, I don't know, years, I believe, of ministry. Done this for a long time. I elevated the word above prayer. I really, that was me. I just, and I did that. I don't know if I, if it came across in the messages. I don't know if it was just my personal take on life. I really felt like I elevated the word above prayer. And the Holy Spirit, man, has hit me with something. And, and, and it's not that, that the word is less valuable. It's more than I've presented it. As much as I've hit, man, that we got to go after God in the word. We got to let that build our faith, strengthen us. And we need to read it and know it and dig into it and go. It's not less, but prayer needed to be raised up in its purpose. And I want you to see this, that when you read those promises that we sing about, that they're yes and amen, it is going to be the prayer that releases those amens in your life. It is the prayers that we pray that's going to release those things to him so it's critical, so it's not less important. And we're not lessening the word, but we're raising prayer up there to say, yeah, that is going to be the release in my life, and it's so important that I go after him. In James chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, my last passage says this. It says to confess your trespasses to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I love this. This is cool because it goes on in verse 17. It says that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Now, if you were here last week, preached a message about Elijah praying down fire from heaven. I mean, like, bro, that was wild to think about, man. You pray, God's fire comes down, he releases and he moves in our life. But this is what's cool about this passage. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He struggled too. He, he, he wasn't Jesus. He wasn't God. He, he was a man like us. But he prayed. We see one of his other prayers here when it says that he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Bro, 
I feel like praying that sometime after all the rain we've had. Amen. Like, oh, come on, do it again, Jesus. Now, but it's not good. But and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced his fruit. This man who played down, prayed down fire. This man that God used, and this God who wants to move in your life, prayer is going to be some things that releases that. There's some things that he just graces us in with, and he just pours into our life. But there are some things that can only be released, and Jesus said it. Some of these things can only happen when you pray and fast. When you go after me, when you pursue me, and we see God move in this fervent prayer. I like this word. Study this out sometime if you like doing word studies. Fervent prayer. Energeo in the Greek. It means to be operative and active. That's where we get our word energy from. Like, man, that we pray with energy. We pray after God. We pursue him. And then we do this. We see this. And I, I want you to, if you would, stand with me as I read these words of Jesus one more time to you this morning. As we read these words, as we think about these, this passage, when Jesus said this at the end of our text, he said, but when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth? who have faith. How many is he going to find this morning? If he returned, if he, again, he's here by his spirit, but if his return happened this morning, February 12th, he came in the room. He came in at 1010 and he came in. Who's he going to find this morning in faith? Who's he going to find and say, man, you know something, God, I wanted to quit and you knew it, but I didn't. God, I'd taken a pause. I'd taken a break. And some of you are like, man, that's me, Pastor. I've already quit. No, you hadn't. You're here. Come on, amen. You, you haven't quit. You took a break. You took a pause, but you're still here. And God still wants to work and move in your life. This morning, he wants to change. And Leonard Ravenhill said this. He said, no man is greater than his prayer life. And so, man, as we go after God in prayer, we're going to see God move. And, man, I'm pausing in the middle of the series to stop looking at the prayer models, but to remind us to say, man, we can't quit. We can't stop. We can't stop pursuing him. And so I want you to do this if you would this morning. I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and stuff like that. Those are cool and we do that here. It's all right. I'm not doing that this morning. But I really feel this morning there are some folks like, you need the Lord this morning. Like, you really need the Lord this morning. Like, there, there's a situation in your life. You need him. And the enemy's trying to pull you back from what God has. Don't quit. He made it so clear. Don't quit. If you need prayer this morning, you want to spend time with God, heads are up, eyes are up, and I want you to step out. I want you to come find you a place this morning. I want you to pray and just get with God this morning. If you're just like, man, I want more of Him. I, I need Him in my life. Maybe there is a situation like, man, like persistence. Like I've done it, Pastor. I prayed and I seen it yet. If as you come, don't stop. Maybe there's something like God's putting on your heart this morning. Like, man, I'm praying for this. I thought it was over and God just reminded me this morning. He wasn't finished. He just told me to keep going after him. 
So if that's you this morning, as our worship team ministers in song, I just want you to just come hang out with God this morning. And this is what's going to happen. We're going to pray with you because we believe in the power of this thing called prayer. So we're going to pray with you for you. If you don't know Christ this morning, you need to make sure today you know Jesus. So I want to open up the altars for you. If you want to come and surrender your life, I want to pray with you and pray for you. But if you need prayer this morning, any reason, physical, spiritual, maybe whatever it may be, healing in your body, whatever that may be this morning, so minister team, uh, prayer team just uh, begins to be just ready to pray over you guys. And our worship team today sings. I want you to come, just get with God. If you don't have a prayer need this morning, spend these last few moments in worship before our Holy Father in thanksgiving to Him today as we pray. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.